second chapter of Titus, verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared that others up, sorry, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good, toward the Lord. Our best pray together. Lord Jesus, we pray that at this time you would speak in ways that we can hear you. If there's anything weighing on us or distracting us, please give us grace to lay it aside so that we can sit at your feet and learn from your word. For we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. A pretty special thing happened about three days ago. Does anybody here ride a motorcycle? Oh. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Alright, well, if you are any kind of rider, then you will know that starting three days ago, the days are getting longer. So riding season is getting closer. <laughs> this is this is the forget January, forget February. It's getting closer. I want to share something with you. This is, aside from my children, this is my bride and joy. Uh, I call this Myrtle. <laughs> Say hi, Myrtle. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, so a long time ago, someone challenged me. They said, Paul, you're living with a lot of fear. Okay? And I was like, I'm on. So I thought I would do something that, that truly terrified me. And I would learn how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> and uh, and so when I, I went to the safety course in St. John, and, and then I, I found, wow, this is amazing, and I loved it. And then a few months later, I was in London at a shop, and I saw this. <laughs> and I was back in 2007, and I loved this motorcycle. I loved the feel of going around a turn really fast. You get pulled down into the seat. It's great. And the smells, it's just... So wonderful. But about five years after I got this bike, something happened that I didn't expect. Right? That is a 1300 Honda Saber. Oh. Yeah, I saw that bike and I wanted it. I wanted it just as bad as I wanted Myrtle. Now, when I bought Myrtle, I was a single guy with disposable income. I had just had a son when this guy came out, and I couldn't justify it. I thought, how much could I get if I sold Myrtle? And the more I was thinking about this bike, the less I was enjoying that one. And, and, I, and I was riding, thinking, how can I make enough money without starving my newborn son? <laughs> He's worth it. Um, but my wife said to me, when you think about it, 
But this way, you change your experience a whole lot. And I thought, actually, no, it wouldn't. And I was able to let it go and to embrace the experience of riding with Myrtle. And it has just been joy ever since. Today we read a passage from Titus. And this is a letter um, from St. Paul to Titus, who was a pastor in the early church. And he was, the point of the whole letter is basically this. What you believe is how you live. And if you believe a lie, then you're not going to enjoy life abundantly. Something is going to rob your joy. Just like that saber robbed me of the joy of riding. For a little while, things can creep in and steal everything. The gift of Christmas is that Jesus came, God came, to dwell among us for two reasons. So that we could know love and we could learn how to live. And if you want to know what God is like, the Bible tells us, look at Jesus. Because in Jesus, the fullness of God grows. The image of the invisible God. And that's what's so wonderful about this time. Paul wrote in the, in the letter to Titus, he wrote, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. That's a lot of church speak, isn't it? What does that even mean? God's free gift of himself came so that we could be rescued from the things, the lies that brought us to joy. And Jesus is the truth, and he is the way, and he is the life. And that's why Christmas is such a wonderful time of year, because we were given the best gift ever. We often think about freedom in our world as being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. But that's anarchy. Anarchy isn't freedom. It's the guy with the bigger muscles and the bigger stick will you know, end up winning. <laughs> kind of scary. And when you think about how more and more of our society is just all about me, 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 not thinking about the needs of others, not thinking about how to serve others, we're going in kind of a scary direction. But Jesus comes to do something, to do something else. Um, Anyone here ever experienced winter driving in St. Jonathan? Yes, sir. Okay. In Fredericton, okay, winter's great. It's cold. There's snow, there's ice, but it's okay, right? In St. John, it's cold and then warm, and then cold and then warm. And what happens is that the roads look like an accordion. They're just stretched back and forth and they're potholed like crazy. Cars are not designed to drive on the roads of St. John in the winter. It's just, they just get beat up so easily. There's so much in this life where we are not designed to handle. So when it says that Jesus came to offer us rescue or salvation, he came to free us from those awful St. John roads of the soul to actually have better life. We need rescue from the things that we love but tend to get the upper hand over us. 
and in Jesus, we have that gift. I love the gospel lesson from today where, where you know, Jesus is born and God just needs to celebrate it. He needs to tell somebody. And who does he go to? He goes to shepherds, the people that we would forget. Did you ever find that when you're getting closer to the Christmas, um, Christmas and you think, I've got all the gifts done, and then you forget? It's that person, it's that person. Last day of school was yesterday, and I went to the bus stop. I put the kids on the bus and I thought I forgot the bus driver. I forgot the parents of the bus driver. Didn't even think of it. Shepherd for people that you didn't think of. But God wanted them to know. And this is something that I think we need to remember. They were told that their Savior was born in Bethlehem that very night. And they went to check it out. It was confirmed and they rejoiced and they celebrated because God let them in on the secret. Right? But their hope for rescue was at least 20 years away. We want things right now when we want them. And what else is Amazon Prime for? We can't have that. But in the spiritual life, it requires waiting. And the kind of waiting is not scrolling on your phone. And the kind of waiting isn't just binging on Netflix or Disney Plus. Kind of waiting that we are called to do is training in Christ's likeness. It's learning how to live like Jesus. How do we do that? At the, the family service this afternoon, we talked about how um, we're really called to do two things. The golden rule, treating other people the way you want to be treated. Instead of what we usually do, which is treat other people the way we've been the golden rule is a way of life, and it's letting go of the bitterness and the anger, and it's stopping the cycle of, of hurtfulness, right? So we are to, if we were just to follow that principle. And the other thing is to think of other people, their needs, before getting my needs met. I wonder how things would be different if we had had one dose of the vaccine and insisted that everyone else in the world got it before we got it. I'm not a doctor and I shouldn't have said that. But our selfishness and our compulsions will can is just pointing to us. But considering the needs of others and, and doing that is, is what really matters to me. There is a Canadian Christian author named Sarah Bessie, and she wrote this. I want to be part of the people who see the darkness, know that it's real, and light a candle in it. Jesus came to free us from wickedness and the effects of our own brokenness so that we can participate with him in renewing the world, renewing our community, transforming it into something beautiful. This past week or two, uh, a video came through my Facebook feed, and I, I wanted to share it with you, but it needs some explanation first. Um, there, in John chapter 5, there's a story about this crippled man uh, waiting next to a pool to get healed. I, I think the pool is called Bethsaida or something like that. And basically, the belief was that an angel would stir up the water, and if you were sick or lame, you could get yourself into the pool, and you would be healed. But this man could never get there. And uh, there's a show called The Chosen. I've never watched it. 
but this is a scene from it, and I just wanted to share it with you. And uh, Sean, if this isn't loud enough, you can turn it up. I, for one, often get stuck into a negative mindset, and I have a hard time doing it. And I also find that sometimes I chase after things that bring me comfort, feelings that are not there, like Jesus is. So this Christmas, I want, I want to encourage you to remember, why did Jesus come? It shows how much you are precious in the sight and love. It shows you born into our mess to bring that love. I also want to encourage you to remember that the way we care, the way we show that we care, is by actually doing what Jesus said. Faith is not, the Christian faith is not just a, an institution and it's not just a, a belief system, it's a movement. And if we each let Jesus reign in us, that his reign is extended through us to power we treat those members. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much for being born. We thank you so much for coming to us. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to identify the distractions and the things that actually draw life from us so that we can look at you and be filled with the light that you offer ask that you would move in every heart tonight, that we might together be a movement of joy and peace and love and hope in this world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I like this.